This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, everybody jump! 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 Ah, yes, yes, yes. It's a Wednesday morning. Happy hump day one and all. Tash and the Moose with you right here. CBS Sports Radio. We come to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. Mike, feed across the way. Bogish with your updates. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Attention hotline fans. That is your number to call. What's up, Taz? Ah, uh, Moose, what's going on? Uh, rock and roll here. We got a lot of stuff to get into. We got a special guest in studio later. A very yeah, large DeMarcus person. Square. Yes, a large man. So we're looking forward to having Demarcus here. That should be fun. We're gonna go over the fancy draft. Uh, our league. We did the uh, the slot selections yesterday and the drafts. Our team. So that's we interesting. Did. We'll go over that later. A lot uh, going on, my man. Good show. Uh, yeah, good show on tap. Good. I think we're going to uh, be yeah. good here. No it's question about good. it. No question good. about it. Um, I mentioned uh, CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. It's brought to you by Geico. Great news. Quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Let's start off uh, with a little bit of uh, football as we inch closer and closer, Taz, to the start of the NFL regular season tomorrow night, Bears and Packers. Uh, in Thursday night football, but a uh, couple of uh, certainly uh, noteworthy notes, uh, if that uh, is a phrase to say, uh, from last night, uh, and that is that uh, the contract extension for Jared Goff and still yet for a contract extension for one Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, I know. Interesting, right? The, the Ezekiel thing just popped up. I mean, really amped up, I should say. Once he uh, we heard and we found out on social media that he was in route and he ended up in Dallas. He went to Dallas. So... That's a good sign for the Cowboys, and we talked about it yesterday. Will he be there? Will he show up? Will he sign? Will he play against the Giants? Uh, you know, in a op- first week, you know, so that all remains to be seen. But yeah, interesting. And obviously, with Goff, the quarterback of the Rams, his big uh, financial extension that he's got for the uh, Rams. Yeah, four year, $110 million extension, uh, you know, for Jared Goff, all of it uh, being guaranteed and uh, surpasses the $107 million guaranteed that was given to Carson Wentz. I'm sure uh, Dak Prescott is happy to see the contract that Jared <laughs> Goff just got from the Los Angeles Rams. And, you know, people can scream and holler in terms of who's worth it, who's not. It's a matter of leverage at the time that right. the contract was handed out and, and certainly the timing of of when you become uh, or are up for that kind of a contract extension, whether it be free agent or a year left on his contract. and. Um, or even two years left on your deal, or when a team feels like it's in their best interest to try and lock you up long term and sign that contract extension and take care of you, um, or if you need to use a little bit of leverage like Elliott's doing with the Dallas Cowboys. Right. But mind you, I'm not telling you that Jared Goff is worth uh, being the first quarterback ever to get $110 million guaranteed, but I mean, the money's going to go trickle down to the players. The National Football League is flush with cash. He's shown you to be a really good uh, quarterback at times. At times, he's showed you uh, the ability to really struggle, too. True. Very true. Um, I, I like Goff. I think he's a real good player. It's a lot of money, but you know what? He's their guy. He's, you know, he's McVay's guy. And, and, and you know, Moose, we talked about 
Jeff Fisher, you know, you've joked about, well, not joked, but it's funny to hear you rip Jeff Fisher. I've heard that when we first started. Yes, that's exactly and right. It's always yeah. entertaining. Sidely average, right. There's a good chance that could happen in this show by you. We'll see. Yeah. But the thing is, my reason why I mentioned Jeff, Jeff Fisher, because, geez, I got to tell you, Goff, I mean, once Fisher exited his life and the Rams fired Fisher and brought McVay in, man, things really changed for Jared Goff. You know, big time. And, you know, and he's at a point now. What the last two seasons as a starter for the, for the Rams? I think he was like twenty four and seven. So he has been very successful. And I do think it's close to that high octane, high, high octane, I should say, style of offense and and the quarterback love that McVay has and his knowledge and that young innovative style really helps a kid like Goff. Yeah, and and I agree with you. And, he's, and, and certainly McVay's a, a good a good quarterback developer, offensive uh, genius that he is. Um, and the the quarterback and the coach they had previously was not in in Jeff Fisher Taz. Uh, you know, it's a testament to McVay when he, when he stepped in there. He talked about making McVay, uh, making uh, Jared Goff a player, that he was not going to be a first-round bust or the number one overall pick bust that many proclaimed that he was going to be after what he initially looked like under the tutelage of Rookie, Jeff yeah, Fisher yeah. and company. Um, and he's developed into that guy. I mean, there, there are things... You know, there are things that bother me about Goff. I think last year's performance in the Super Bowl is a little bit troubling. Um, you know, there have been some instances in the regular season where you get a little bit bothered. I think he was clearly affected a year ago by the loss of receiver Cooper Cup yep. Um, yep. in the regular season, where he made. Uh, and you know, anytime you lose a big time receiver and comes oh. to a big time receiver, it's going to hurt. But it shouldn't define you as a quarterback either. You should be able to. To still be, you know, pretty close to the same player, um, even even though you might not be as dynamic and productive, and he clearly looked like he was affected when when Cup went out with that knee injury sure. and then the severe knee injury and was lost <clears throat> for the season. Yeah, and, and no doubt. But but as far as last year goes, I mean, he was I think he was like fourth in passing rating or something like that, fourth in passing yards, I should say. And he's got a lot of weapons boosts around him, as you know. You just mentioned Cup, and you know Woods obviously cooks. You know Todd Gurley. Was a huge part of the success, or has been, you know, for Jared Goff. Even though he's banged up a little bit, that wheel from the end of the year. Who knows how Goff will be this year? I'm sorry, Gurley will be this year with a really good offensive line too. So I'm, I feel like you know McVay and company and and the, the, the organization did put a lot of the right resources to the point you're making about Cup. Put the right resources and weapons around Jared to make him the best quarterback possible, along with having you know, a pretty good defense, too. That helps, too, as you know. So oh, no, yeah, you know? yeah, true, no doubt, no doubt. He's got so, the support system. Spot, and listen, yeah. yeah, and he gets that deal, and, and good for Jared Goff. So it was a good night if you're Goff getting a four-year $110 yeah. million dollar extension and it being fully guaranteed. And he's the, he's the Los Angeles Rams guy for uh, the foreseeable future. And then you get to um, Ezekiel Elliott down in Dallas, and here is uh, his agent. Uh, Rocky Arsenault, uh, talking about uh, the contract process with Zeke. What has this process been uh, for you and Zeke? How has it been for you? It's been tedious, but um, you know both sides uh, kept it uh, pretty civil, and uh, he's excited about being back in Dallas. It's been a long journey, but um, he's excited. What were his emotions, I guess, over the last couple of days of talk, as talks have progressed? Excitement, just excitement. Is this where he wants to be long term? Absolutely. That's why he's here. What about the status of the talks? What is the status of Zeke's negotiations right very, now? Very, very close. As in a day, hours, close, minutes, <laughs> close, very close. Do you expect him to play on Sunday? 
Um, I think Zeke showed his commitment by coming back to Dallas. So, I mean, we didn't come here not to do a deal. So I think he's committed. So, and, and uh, both sides are. So. What, what sort of playing shape is he in? Can he contribute immediately? Yeah, absolutely. Well, Rocky Arsenal gave you a little info, but not a lot. And, you know, and, and the guy talking to him was pressed him a little bit here and there. But he, he was smooth, man. He was smart not to say if he, you know, they were just saying how close they are, very close to a deal. Listen, if you're a Cowboy fan, you got to be happy right now. You got to be excited. Just to know that this guy is in 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 the, the Dallas Metroplex area, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. That's a big plus from where we've been from the beginning of um, from you know uh, summer camp here for for all these NFL teams. But um, well, it gives you hope, big hope, big hope. I, it's out, you know, when the agent goes public and says very close, very close, or extremely close, whatever his words were. You know, you know that they're super close to finalizing this deal. I, I would assume it's done by today or tomorrow. Yeah, I, w- I would agree. I mean, I, I think uh, a lot of people thought it was going to be done last weekend when there was a lot of heat to it. A lot of people thought maybe that it was done going to be done yesterday. The reports were a six-year, $90 million extension uh, <clears throat> for uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, that deal uh, did not get done just yet, Taz. So um, we're st- he's still waiting on his deal. But a lot of people, I think, and, and yesterday we chatted about it and we talked about it. I wasn't so sure that Elliott would be back and ready to go week one against the Giants. I was starting to feel like he wasn't after it felt like momentum was lost on uh, the on Labor Day weekend uh, to them getting a deal. Now you feel like they're going to get a deal done, which is great. I mean, you want to see the stars on the field, and you hope that the holdout, that he shows up in shape, you hope that there's no kind of injury early on, is that the last thing you want to see if you're Elliott or the Cowboys? Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, no doubt. And that, and that, and that's or the thing. step back on the field, and all of a sudden you you hurt your ankle or hurt your hamstring, and then all of a sudden you're lost for the next three, four. Yeah, weeks. and that's that's the last thing you want if you're Dallas. So, you know, and look, I, Zeke's a pro. Okay, this guy comes out of a powerhouse college program called the Ohio State Buckeyes. He's a top, was a top guy at a top top level. With all this attention on him comes into the NFL. Was dominant and has been dominant. He's the last year was the leading rusher. I mean, so he will be. I'm sure he is in great physical condition. You know, he's not lazy. You know, he's not complacent. You know, he's been training. But like we've discussed, you know, taking a couple of football hits and having that football reaction time is a little different. So I don't know if they want to speed that up before this giant game happens. Who knows if he's going to start? Maybe he'll play a couple of series, Elliot. Who knows? It's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, when they play the Giants, so to speak. Yeah, it, it would be. I mean, I, I think, Taz, if he's signed, you know, by today or, or tomorrow morning, I mean, by Thursday morning, I think Elliott's playing. I mean, I, I do, and I think he might not He might not get the initial start, but right. I think he's going to play a significant portion of that game. Uh, you, nah, you're probably right. I mean, you know, I know what I think about with stuff like this, though, Moose. Like, it's interesting. Like, yeah, it's awesome. This guy's a great player. I'm, I'm a fan of the way he plays. You're a fan of the way he plays. Mm. And just as far as in between the lines, you know, the guy's a gamer. He's, 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 you know, he's a player. Sure. But if you're, if you're like Tony Pollard right now, you know, who's been getting all the reps, has been the starter throughout the preseason in camp, getting all the reps with the ones, and he's the guy. He's the guy. He's the guy. Uh, players talking him up. The ownership talking him up. And now, and I know how it works. Trust me. But I'm just saying, just think. Put yourself. You know, anybody listening to us right now, put yourself in Tony Pollard's position that he's RB1 all this while, and now he probably knew when Zeke came back he'd be RB2, but now it happened. So all this while, you're RB1, RB1, RB1. Now when it's nut-cutting time and it's game time, we're going to start the season, 
Well, here comes Zeke Elliott on his white horse, <laughs> and now you're RB two. It stinks for this kid Pollard. It does. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, listen, you I, know what I, mean? I yeah, I, I don't disagree that that it's a tough spot for him. It's business but, though, you know. But he's also, you know, he's also a rookie, and he knew when he got drafted by the Dallas Cowboys. Sure, I, I sure, feel sure, worse sure. for the guy that you know is a running back or is sitting there throughout camp, and all of a sudden they acquire somebody right before the start of the year mm. that wasn't part of the equation all season long. When Pollard gets drafted by the Dallas Cowboys. You know, he knows Ezekiel. That Zeke Elliott's the guy, yeah, right? No, no, he, you're right. I, I that agree. he knows you're, mentally you're totally that right, he, yeah. right, that he is the guy. But, yeah, you, you feel for him. But here's the deal. I mean, he's probably going to have a role. I mean, there's going to come a point yeah, in yeah, time yeah, yeah. where Elliott uh, might need a little, you know, uh, a refrain from a carry here or there on the football field. But, but we do know <laughs> this. I mean, as it got closer and closer and closer, Taz, um, if the numbers are true, um, you know, what Stephen Jones said initially about Le'Veon Bell resetting the market was not true. I mm. mean, if, if it's indeed a six-year, $90 million extension, um, Ezekiel Elliott's going to win. I mean, that that's really what it comes down to. Uh, you know, even though you had the tough talk from Stephen Jones, even though Jerry Jones said, you know, uh, you don't need a rushing champion right. to win a Super Bowl. Um, you know, it's all about, it's not about one guy. It's about a team. Even with all that being said, if that initial report is true, six years and $90 million, if that's the extension you're looking at, Ezekiel Elliott won. Absolutely. I mean, he won. I mean, no doubt about it. I mean, (laughs) there was no resetting of the market by Le'Veon Bell. There was, uh, you know, it was the girly market. It was a step up in the girly market. Running backs will celebrate across the National Football League about that new deal. And they also realize the importance, and all due respect to Tony Pollard, that Tony Pollard is not Ezekiel Elliott. Right, right. And like you said, Pollard is a rookie. And and just to backtrack a little bit, you made a really good point about, like I mentioned, how it stinks for Pollard. But your point was, what about the guy last on the depth chart? So in this case, it's Jordan Chun. So this is a guy that, who knows? Now, he's he, he, he could get relegated to practice squad. You know, who knows? You know what I mean? Something like that or just get absolutely zero reps. You know, at all. You know, right. so that's you know, and then you're you don't know your future. You know what I mean? Like so, yeah, it's interesting. But you're, you're right. Zeke, well, yeah, Zeke I mean, did, I feel, you feel for all those guys. I mean, it was you, you, it was a I tough know. weekend. I mean, you're, you're everyone's out there celebrating in barbecue, beach, wherever you might be, pool taz. You know, yeah. Saturday and Sunday in the Northeast was nice, and you had over nearly twelve hundred guys cut across the NFL. Stinks. It really stinks. That's a, you know where dreams <sighs> have ended forever. Yeah, it's horrible. And you, you know, some for, not all, for, not all right, but some of these guys, you know. You hope for them they end up on another team, obviously, or maybe in the Canadian Football League, or maybe something happens for them with the XFL. Sure. Who knows? I mean, um, there's, there's a little bit of options out there for these guys. Not a ton, but there are some options. But, you know, with Zeke Elliott, though, back to this, what you said about him him winning, there's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it. He won big time, and it just proves in the pudding, man. It's like it, his off-field antics and anything he's done, his immaturity, his uh, unprofessionalism, his you know, bad behavior, whatever you want to call it, his lack of character off the field and his a little bit of history he has, it don't mean a hoot to Jerry Jones. It don't. They want to win games. And I'm not saying I agree with that, but I'm just saying. Yeah, like, no, it, you know, you're not wrong. You're yeah. you're you're absolutely right when it, when it comes to that. And I thought it would factor in a lot more. It would have if, if I were owning the Dallas Cowboys. But if the numbers are true, and, and who knows? We'll see when the, when the deal gets signed, when it officially gets signed, and exactly what this contract extension is. But the, the early report of six years, $90 million means that uh, Jerry Jones could care less if you act like a moron away exactly. from the football well, field. Well, that's the so. thing, man. And, and the thing is, dude, it's like, <laughs> I know you know this, but maybe some people listening might not be aware. You know, you might look at, you know, you hear coaches speak in the NFL and you hear, um, 
leaders of teams, top quarterbacks or owners or general managers on, on NFL teams talk, and they could talk and have and all this, whatever, coach speak or have all this positive and like this moralistic that they're perfect people. At the end of the day, they are, they, this is a multi-million, million, million dollar businesses, these teams. And they put morals at times and ethics aside because they want to win. You know, and, I, and I, you know, I know you know this. I'm just saying some people might, might not realize that that's all it's about to them. The mighty dollar, because there's a lot of money and a lot of pressure on all these people involved with these teams. Yeah, true. Not everyone's a choir boy. There, there are certain teams though, Taz, though that won't do that. There are, there are certain teams they they don't need everybody to be basically, you know, uh, to be choir boys, uh, you know, uh, on day in day out basis. But as we do know, Taz, I mean, there's there's guys that get t- taken off draft boards, guys that say I don't want to deal with that. I mean. There's a there's a number of reasons, you know, a number of things when you go through that draft process where teams take guys off due to character concerns and say we don't want to deal with the headache. But for the most part, you're right. The teams are going to look at the talent and talent right. reigning supreme. I, I should have worded it a little different because you're right what you said. I think with come, kids coming out of college, they're definitely a little sterner with that. And and but once you're proven a little bit as a player in the league, like Zeke Elliott or other guys or, or Hill, you know, Tariq Hill or one of these guys or Hunt. You know, there's just different levels. There's of it. double standards. Well, it's double right. standards. Well, I think that right or wrong. There, That's a double standard. There are, but there's you also know? different levels. Different, oh, there's, yeah, yes, yes, yes. There's oh, different issues. Of, yeah. Right. Uh, I, agree. Di- I right. agree. I right. agree. So there are guys. No, you're you know, right. You're right. You look at it. There's different. You look totally, at Ezekiel totally. Elliott. You look at. Yeah, you know, it's not comparable to, you know, uh, to other, whatever. Correct. Right, 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 right. I mean, you're you're looking at you know physical violence toward toward women and some of the other stuff. Joe Mixon coming out of Oklahoma when. Uh, dating back to to what he did uh, before he even played a college game, Taz, in that video that came out there. But yeah. but you're right. Listen, I, I thought it would factor in more. I thought Ezekiel Elliott had to play the game a little bit more. I thought he'd get the contract a little bit easier. Uh, but, you know, if he ends up getting this deal and is on the field week one at home as the Giants come to town, Taz, uh, you know, Ezekiel Elliott gets the last laugh. And I'm all for players getting paid. I, I think it's... I think it's fascinating when you look at all the talk the Dallas Cowboys did and all the tough talk that you got from Stephen Jones and from Jerry Jones yeah. and everything that they told you. You know, at the end, they blinked. At the big end, time. big time. At the end, even after all the talk, they said, "No, no, we're we're not going to we're not going to make an example of Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, we need Elliott to win, so we right. want to win." Right, and well, they're going to blink. And it was, it, yeah, you're right. They did blink, no doubt about it. Jones blinked. And it was just public leveraging that made things worse. Where guys like us come out and say they blink. <laughs> well, <laughs> they did. did I mean, yeah, there's there's yeah. no doubt. When you say, you know, I, we don't need a rushing champ. We'll yeah. be Tony Pollard's great. See who? Right, Remember exactly. I've earned the right to joke I, all yeah. my years of owning the Dallas Cowboys. And then, and then all the reports out of Dallas is that there's a pressure on them to get this deal done before game one against the Giants. I mean, Taz, I mean, that's the <laughs> definition of blinking. Yeah, that's... That's a complete blink. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Full uh, blink. It's Taz of the Moves, one year take on the new golf contract out there in Los Angeles with the Rams. Ezekiel Elliott, uh, will he will he or won't he sign today? All signs point to that he will. We want to hear from you. We'll get into the Taz of the Moose fantasy football draft that collapsed by the Mets last night down in Washington. Nice job oh, by those Metropolitans. Do we have to talk uh, about that? Yes, we will. I guess it's we have to. Taz and the Moose on this Wednesday morning, CBS Sports Radio. Give Taz and the Moose a call. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. 
You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Yes, yes, yes. What's the matter? I'm annoyed. Why are you annoyed? Well, because this fantasy draft that we did for our fantasy league, you know, all the teams are dumb. We had a successful draft. Everybody's proud. It's under... It was under 55 minutes, I believe. We banked it all out. 12 yeah, yeah. teams. 12 yeah, it was teams. great. It was. It went quick. I think we all have pretty good teams. I know I'm happy with your team. I'm sure you're happy with yours. You had the first pick. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't love my team, but yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Well, well the, you got to adjust. A couple things. Season I, goes I, along. Right, you're right. I'm a little ticked about a couple things already. We haven't even gotten past 24 hours that these teams are made. What's that? A uh, couple things. This Sam, your friend, the kid from Syracuse that's a producer here Rubinoff. at CBS? Yeah. Yeah, Rubinoff. Um, you know what his draft grade is? What? A. Like Good A. Good for him. You know what yours is and mine? You uh, got a C plus, I got a C minus. Okay? There you go. Yeah. So what? Did he, was he like on auto draft? I mean, like, I don't understand how this happened. Well, who cares what the what Yahoo graded he out at? Well, these people have analytic experts oh, that do stop. this. It, they're just going on their, their preseason prognostication. It doesn't wow. mean anything. You know what the you know what the, the commissioner you went, did you really go through everyone's draft and look at how the computer graded them out? I did, bro. Did you really? I did. I Pete the body. Pete the body. You know what his is? I'll tell you right now. I like queso. Pete the body co- commissioner. No, he didn't get a oh, <clears throat> no. A minus. He um D. he got a B. An F. Okay. He got a B. Okay. What's your uh, Andrew, what's your gimmick name here? Uh Connor Benji Heller. Tobias Heller. Okay, so that is uh you got a la 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 C plus. Yeah, I don't care. Wow, tough guy. And Mikey B, producer extraordinaire. You're so bothered by this. I, I really am, because this is annoying. This sets the table. Mikey B, you are father and son. You got a C minus. So you me, Mike That sounds Pete, not right. Me, Mike Pete, me, Mike, and Pete Guess all had the least. We had C minuses. It's perfection! Okay, passed. and it's ridiculous. What's that? We passed. True, true, good point. <laughs> Shows how his life was at Syracuse. So, <laughs> no, but anyway, uh, I want to say this, Moose. I a lot of people. I'm a player. I'm putting AJ Green on IR. Oh, wow. Moose is multitasking. I love it. Here's the thing, okay? I, uh, I, put, out a dra- I put out a proposal yesterday to somebody in the draft. I want to make a trade, Moose. And I want to make a trade. Already. Already, I'm making trades. And uh, it didn't go over well because I woke up this morning to an email from Yahoo from that person, okay? And that person is none other than Pete Gass. I've seen Taz in the shower. Who I like to call a bum. Well, what okay? was the trade so offer? Let's hear it. The trade offer was I wanted, you know what happened. You were in the draft. So right before I went, later in the rounds, he took Devin Singletary to running back yeah, from my but... Buffalo Bills. I was fixing to grab him right there, Singletary, and boom! Wu-Tang Clan, that's Pete the Body, he Good grabbed name. them before me. Yeah, he grabbed them before me. So I wanted to send Albert Wilson from the Dolphins to him. I, I was the trade offer. I would never make that trade. Well, he said, this is what this is what Pete the Body said in the comments. I woke up at Pete Gass. Pete, Pete Gass, I'm sorry. Listen, don't ever correct me again. So Pete Gass said, I was laughing when I drafted him. This is the message I get this morning. Thinking how pissed you must be. I will trade him to you, but I need a running back, not some scrub Miami wide receiver. <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. Yes. <laughs> How's that? Right? It's like, good morning. Hello. Good morning, gentlemen. He's not wrong. That's yeah, good... I think you started it. He's right. I didn't think he'd pick up on it, but he did pick up that the guy's not that great of a player. <laughs> the last guy I picked in the draft, I tried, tried to move. Hey, you start low, you know? <laughs> so now I got to figure something out. I got to make moves. What are you doing now? You're making moves there, moves? What's going on? 
What are you doing uh, over there? Yeah, I moved AJ Green to IR. Wow. Pick James Washington. I would not make that trade. Just offer him a running back. I know. I don't have a lot of running backs on my dealio. That's why I got to. I got to make some moves. We should maybe. Uh, I don't know if you want to do this now. Go over maybe some of the top players that our teams got because people they're clamoring to know. I mean, yeah. No, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll do we'll, later. When yeah, we're going to get into it a little bit later no on. Problem. But I mean, no I would. Problem. But let me. What's up? So why don't you why don't you fatten up, sweeten up the offer a little bit? I, I'm going to need your help with that. I want some input from you, and you too, Andrew. Chime in. I, I really want Singletary. I'm showing my hand on national radio. Pete, Pete Gass, you know, he's well, obsessed with this show. Well, he listens to it. Uh, let's see. Uh, give him Nick wants, Chubb. <laughs> give him Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb's sixth overall. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I didn't want that to happen. I didn't really Tony want Brown, Chubb. Robert just, Woods. Oh, now, 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 instead of Moose helping me, now he's going to rip my team. You hear? He's like, well, Robert Woods. Well, I don't know. Nick Chubb overall. You really, you yeah. really don't have a running back to offer him. I really don't, bro. That's the thing. I really don't. That's the thing. I went heavy on the wide receivers. Dude, I got you have. You have two running backs on your entire team. Yeah, but I'm gonna make a move. This is my scheme. This is what I do. Well, then you gotta give him. You gotta give him something of significance. I'll give him uh... Albert Wilson for a team that's gonna, <laughs> gonna win three games. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. <laughs> that was funny. On the night of the draft, that's the offer you make. Want to give him Josh Lambeau while you at it? Oh, it's a great kicker. Great kick. He's gonna be great this year for me, Lambeau. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I got Aaron Rodgers, for those that are wondering, at quarterbacks. That's a pretty good deal. And I got a guy named Antonio Brown. Got five kids. So I'm looking pretty good here. You know, I got I'm not Eckler. Saying you're not, back. but you have two running backs. For you. you have Austin Eckler and you have and Nick Chubb. Should I offer him Eckler? He'll take Eckler. Eckler's a starter for the Chargers. Eckler's until, legit, dude. Until Gordon returns. No, but well, I don't think, well, he probably is not going to return for quite some time. They don't, you know, it seems like Eckler's going to be the guy. You have to get creative. I think you have to go to another team. Find a running back, trade one of your receivers to another team, and then pair that off to, and then pair that off to uh, PKS. That's I, called hello, Mikey B. I need some help. That's oh what that's. God. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's get me involved. That's that's what you need to do. You think so? Yes, I, I don't think there's any doubt. Uh, la la la. You don't have, you, he's not going to. I would never take Austin Eckler for for the Buffalo running back. Would you um? Uh, would you okay? You wouldn't do that, Andrew. Would you do that if I if you had if you had Singletary? I offered you Eckler. Would would you take that trade? Uh, I would. Right. So Even though, so well, because then. Eckler's a starter, and I don't think Gordon plays for half the season. That's what I'm thinking too. So, and the thing is, Singletary. I want Singletary because I'm a Bills fan, and I do think with Shady being gone. Gore's not going to get a ton of touches. He'll get some. I no, do think I, this kid's going to get the ball a lot. I I'm over here. Not, I'm not helping my kids. I think the guess. upside to Singletary is a lot greater than Eckler. Oh, wow. Should not I mean, I, th- I think Eckler's a nice complimentary running back. I don't know if he's good enough to be the guy. I had Eckler last year. I like Eckler's. You had Eckler last year? I did in one really? of my other leagues. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I like He's a good player. All right. All right. See that? You hear that, PKS? Wherever you so are. So there So make punk. that offer. Put that out there. Yeah, he had to do it. He had to take my guy because he knew. He knew that I was going to make that move. He knew it. And you know what that peak we is? Should have went around earlier instead of drafting 12 receivers. <laughs> That's a good point. That's, yes. That's your good point. Um, you know, I the mean, thing is, well, you, have, you know, you drafted like three backup tight ends. They say it's a passing league, Moose. So I understand. So you two running backs. So running like, back is still a position. I've never seen a team put together a team. I've never seen a guy put together a team where he's only got two running backs in their entire team. And running backs were going like crazy. There are bye weeks, by the way. I know that's I know, a problem. No, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> no, you're right, but that's why. But okay, aside, that's why. Um, no, I'm. Just, well, 
Yeah, I have no running backs. You only, I've, I thought it was like, oh, let's see who your third back on the bench is. Oh, there is none. He has no running backs on the bench. Yeah, I got to yeah, Pete Gass, I need help here, son. That's why I need Please, Singletary. He's not going to help you. He will. He needs receive. How do I see? I'm having a problem he's finding not doing his roster. It. He's not doing anyone a favor. Moose. After yeah, working with, dealing with him last year, he's not doing dealing, doing wow. anyone a favor. There it is. I love it. That's... He's not. I'm just telling you he's not. Bellotti will not be the shoulder to cry on either. He'll look to basically rip you off. Yeah, no, he's a thief. Yeah. I Don't like Queso. He's a thief. He's a bad guy. He's just thorough. And Pete, Pete the body in, in the message boards, he's acting yesterday. You guys all saw it during the draft. Acting like a complete douche. I mean, act like a total tough guy, wise guy, smart aleck That's remarks. what it's all about. That's what it's fun. No. I just said I was going to win. That's it. No, but no, you made other comments that I can't say on the air. And then we had our two civilians that were in, and, and one of them kept thanking us. And you're welcome. Uh, Eli, I believe it was, or Bradley King. One of It was gentlemen. Eli. Thank you, Eli. Yeah. You're welcome uh, from us. So, look, real quick. I'm looking at uh, Pete Gass' roster. So, he's got Breeze. He's got Adam Thielen. He's got Alson Drev. Look at the running back. He's got McCaffrey. He's got Ingram. Mm. That's a bad pick. That's a bad pick, Mark Ingram. Bad pick. Okay, he's done. Okay, Ingram's not going to get nothing. That's a bad pick, Pete. Says the running back guru. <laughs> <laughs> and wow, he's got a lot of running backs. He's got he's got Peyton Barber, and he also has Kareem Hunt. Yeah, Peyton Barber stinks. I know. And he took Hunt because I guess he's he's suspended now, Hunt, but he's waiting for him to come back. And he's got Singletary, so it shows he don't need three running backs on his bench, Moose. Come on, that's his shot at me taking Singletary. It is. Well, he, he tells you what he he told you what he wants. You have to go get him. Can't offer. I mean, uh, on what is going to be an awful offense, he can't offer like the the secondary or third wideout on the an awful Miami team. And the comments and was... think to potentially get the starting running back in Buffalo. Yeah, I would just drop Albert Wilson I mean, now, and I would hang up the phone. He Albert <laughs> Wilson shouldn't even be on your team. Well, yeah. I went low. He shouldn't be drafted. Should be, should be, <laughs> I, I can. I can find. I, you know. <laughs> well. <laughs> I mean, how believe is Albert not, Wilson on your no, team? Believe it or not, he's actually Albert Wilson <laughs> is as far what do you call it the hidden not hidden draft like he's uh, not a sleeper. A, yeah. not a sleep, no, sleeper. He's a sleep. He's a he's yeah he's he's a complete sleeper. <laughs> I didn't know the draft. I don't think Wilson was even picked. Yeah, he, he didn't think he was in the NFL. <laughs> no, but put him in. Are you sure? Give you an option for him. Yeah, is he an actor? <laughs> you know, he's. <laughs> <laughs> He's a sleeper. He's sleeping nonstop, Albert Wilson, ladies and gentlemen. But, how about uh, your yeah. Mets last night? Oh, boy. Easy. Trying to how about the, deflect how, from that conversation. No, how about the Mets last night? Dude? It was what bad. A, I mean, what it blew a, it. It's embarrassing. What a collapse. It's embarrassing. It was a bad one. Embarrassing. That was a, that was a tough one. A hideous. Worst one ever. Can't, uh, they suck. I mean, it just he can't bounce. We can't, there's nothing no Met fan can tell a Yankee fan. I guess we don't need my update now. Or any baseball no. fan. No. <laughs> take it away, boring. Hey. Take it away. Moose is right. Let's get some highlights. I want some audio. Oh, yeah. Give me a little Dave Martin. And because I'm a gentleman, I want to hear about the comeback. We're going to be a little Nats play by play. We're going to do that right now, Moose. There we go. Calm down. Old Nats play by play. Here we go. Stop yelling at me. Suzuki up at the plate. Diaz on the mound. Stop yelling. Diaz on the mound. Second and third. Typical Yankee fan. Here we go. Typical Yankee. Here we go. Here's the set. Three to the Suzuki. Swung out. Deep to left field. Way back. Going. Going. Thing is over. Charlie Slows. Oh, no. Nationals radio. Kurt oh. Suzuki, three-run home run off the useless Sedwin Diaz, capping off a seven-run rally in 11-10 I mean, soul-crushing loss for the Mets in D.C. last night. Yeah, I love the... <laughs> Here we go. No, That's an insult to he useless people. That, <laughs> <laughs> that the useless Diaz. He sucks. That kid's so bad. 
He throws gas. And if Mickey middle, Kelly hits us one more time, his stuff's electric. I don't oh, know how it's getting God. hit. Well, it's because it, everyone's hitting it. Uh, but what, oh do you want, what do you want Callaway to say? Oh, he doesn't just say that God. sentence. That's all he has said uh, every single time. You know what I want him to say? I want Callaway to go away. That's what I want him to do. Then go last away, night Mickey. Was not, last night was not Callaway's fault. It's always Callaway's fault. It's not. It's not. Let's, you can't. Yeah, I love, here's what I love about the Met fan. Met fan doesn't want to give Callaway credit when they're winning. But when they lose, it's always Mickey's fault. Oh, and Mickey did it wrong. No, he did. He did two move. things I mean, right yeah. last night. Degrom starting year was the right decision, and I would have taken Lugo out as well to save him. Degrom went for today. Degrom went too deep, dude. He should have been in that. What's he had that a home run six late? run lead. Eighth inning. Ninth inning. What's the point of having Paul Seawald on the team if he can't protect a? If he can't, uh, you know, yeah, well. protect a six run lead and get three outs? Yes, yeah. yeah. Seawald to me. Team in front of about eight thousand at that stage down in Washington. Right. Seawald to me is the worst of the three because he gave them life to begin with to start yeah. the, end for the Nationals. But then when, when it gets into a danger zone, I'm bringing Justin Wilson in, not Edwin Diaz. Uh, uh, I agree. I completely You should be the pitching coach. You should be the head coach. No, the, the pitching manager. coach is fine. Grandpa's fine. Oh, he's 110 years oh, old. Have him be the manager. How about that dude runs back from the mound just to show off? Regan he's 82 Jones. and I'm skipping yeah, back to the dugout. Looks great. Number 58. He's a stud. Break a hip. Yeah. Yes. Um, let him pitch. Unbelievable. Man. Yes. I, I, that's, I, I'm sick of it, dude. It's over. It's over. Yeah, we're run. We're done. We're done. The Mets are now Stick five it. games behind the Cubs to go. for the second NL wild card. Those Cubbies beat the Mariners last night 6-1. But the Cardinals, out, no way. We're out. Out, out, right? We're done. I mean, we're not that. officially eliminated. But 7% chance. However they calculate that, I saw this morning, they have a 7% chance of making the playoffs. Well, a 99.9% chance of winning the game last night. It was 997 There's always a chance. There you go. There's always a chance. better, Moose. Mm. You're happy now. You got the little zing in. I didn't zing. get any zing. I didn't get any zing. It was just, I mean, that was a historic night. First Nats comeback ever from six runs down or more in the ninth inning to win it. Worst Mets collapse. Six, never happened in Met history before blowing a six-run lead in the ninth inning. You know what the Mets should do? Why don't they drop out? Never happened before in the history of the Mets franchise. Never happened again. Better. What's that? Never happened before last night. Did you say anything on SNY last night or did you just smile into the camera? No, no. We talked about it. No, we talked about it. Like, your thoughts? Oh, you guys are so cool on well, SNY. It's on Wheeler. It's on Wheeler now to bounce back this afternoon. And it's not on Game anybody to bounce on back anywhere. Yes, it is. Stop. <laughs> Thank God that game's on YouTube. You can't find well, it. I mean, easy, it'll be easy to avoid. Fan, just negative. Oh, God. What am I supposed to be this exactly. morning? It was 10-4. The they yeah. got one the out. One. They're going to win. You guys, I was sleeping, you guys, dude. I went guys, to bed. I thought we had the game in the bag. I went to you bed. Guys, Barry, you guys basically turned the page on the season in June. Oh. Because now, they were terrible and, then. I understand. No, no, you turn the page on the on the season in June. You should be happier playing meaningful games in September. Oh, yeah, God. but that was a bad loss. Thanks, Mike. I mean, honestly, is this on the podcast? <laughs> oh, no, wow. I don't talk. Jeez. <laughs> no, oh, it, was, it was a bad loss. Alex was, uh, Suzuki-like. Wow. <laughs> I understand they got back in it, but you know it's just when you're that. Yes, close, Mike. I understand it's. I understand it's. A, it's a bad loss. I get it. Yes, I know. Ooh. It's a tough loss. Oh, bad yeah. loss. Thanks. It's over. I know. It's done. They can play the next week on YouTube for all I can. What do. happens it wasn't though, over. if they win today and then take two or three from Philadelphia? It doesn't. Well, no, the problem is they're back five in. back with now Arizona and Milwaukee and Philadelphia in between I them. I understand. And the they got to win the games. Yeah. Got to win games. You know what I think? Arizona's got a very this favorable will happen schedule. Again. Moose, I the think Cubs that, beat up on other teams in the National League Central. I, I think you, as a Yankee fan, I think that you should take this on. Take the high road on this deal. I agree. Yeah, I don't think you're in a room full of Met fans and you're you're attacking and and, and 
basking in the glow of your Yankees' success. Our team stinks. The glow. Mets James Paxton. No, but you, it's passive aggressive. Never it's there. It's, 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 it's underneath. It's passive. It can be inferred. I'm not. Yes. Uh, no, no. You, can, you can infer whatever the hell you want to infer. I never even said oh. brought up James Paxton. Yeah. I oh. never talk about the Yankees in front of you guys. Mm. The Yankees are boring in a good way. They just win. There's they win all the time. Hey, Mike, we've had enough. Thanks, though. Right. I guess called basketball drives. Wow. Baseball. Well, he talks about driving food. That's that's yeah. Well, that's he's doing well too. It's going well, right? So, so because I grew up a Yankee fan, but I work for the Mets station, I can't comment what does on that the Mets. Matter? That you makes keep sense. Saying that about you work, well, for I the do, Mets I station. do. I talk about the Mets more I than I do about do. the Yankees. That, I'm not, on after. I'm, 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 I'm on after every Met game during the regular season. I know you are. So okay, but the thing is, and that's cool. But the thing is, though, you 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 are taking shots at the team. In front of a bunch of Mets fans that are sad right now. I'm the one that just said I think Wheeler can bounce back this afternoon. You He's guys not going to bounce back. Come I just said that. It's, I he know can you bounce do. back. It doesn't matter but I don't anymore. think you mean Oh, right. It doesn't matter. No. Right. Your they point was today, that they do that, the Cubs lose, yeah, 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 and they're four back. And then we're done. Game on. Let's do it. It's like, oh, my God, we're back in. Yeah, right. Come on. You guys are frauds. Oh, there it is. You guys are frauds. Okay. No problem. You guys are, honestly, you are. Fine. It's over. You're right. It's over. Okay. All right. No problem. Thank you. No problem. Go ahead. Oh, there's still things to discuss. Hey, hey, the Yankees won last night, Roll it, Pete. We're good. Uh, 10-1 over the Rangers. And uh, here's from Mikey. USA Basketball just ruled out Jason Tatum for at least five days with the sprained left ankle he suffered in yesterday's win over Turkey. Uh, The Americans finished round-robin play at the FIBA World Cup in China. That's tomorrow against Japan, and you know Jared got a four-year extension, a record $110 million guaranteed dollars from the Rams. No extension yet for Ezekiel Elliott. Now right. I'm done. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. One holdout might be coming to an end with Ezekiel Elliott. Another one continues out in Los Angeles with Melvin Gordon. We'll give you the latest with that. It's Taz of the Moose on a busy Wednesday morning. Happy Hump Day, one and all. CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. Time right now to ask the pros. Where you, the listener, get to ask us a question. Brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Go to cbssportsradio.com slash ask the pros. Submit your question. Be listening later on in the show. We might answer your question. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Can guarantee low prices, excellent customer service. Where at O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. Uh, so you mentioned Melvin Gordon uh, that I should maybe no. What were you saying? As far as a fans to make a move, someone uh, who was it? Someone took Melvin Gordon. No, what the hell was it? Yeah, we mentioned Melvin tried. Gordon. But I can't remember what it was we were talking about. But as far as the, the fantasy draft, and uh, oh, I said go get another running back saying, then yeah, to yeah. pair off to Pete. Right, right, right. And that's what, you know, so, and as far as Melvin Gordon, and when Andrew was in there for his update, he was saying the same thing. I, him and I are kind of on a similar page. It seems like he's not going to be back for a while. Uh, I don't know if you feel different, Moose. And now there's reports, apparently, that the Chargers are looking to seek a trade uh, for Melvin Gordon. I don't know if right. you saw this, but, yeah, it's kind of new news. Yeah, so, no, it, yeah. And, and we mentioned it going into the, the course of the break. It's, uh, you know, multiple picks, including a first-round draft choice. Yeah. So first and a fifth-round pick in exchange for Melvin Gordon. Uh, that's what Los Angeles is looking for. That's what they informed one team. 
um, that they were looking for uh, for their star running back, the former Wisconsin Badger star, and uh, they've not been able to reach a deal. They seem to be at an impasse. Uh, from a Charger perspective, at one point in time, you know, about a week ago, they gave his agent permission uh, to go out and, and seek a trade, and now we know exactly what they would look about like they would be looking for when and what is in return for Gordon in order to give him up. Um, yeah, I mean, there's some believe that he'll play, you know, the uh, the minimum amount of games they need to play in order to register this season as a completed year. Uh, that'll be here. They'll be back with the Chargers midway point of the year. That in essence will probably turn into a, an absolute lost season for Melvin Gordon. Um, I don't know. I, I yeah. You know, I I always look at that and think about that. Is and and players want guys to to get paid, um, and they want their teammates to get paid. And and I understand. And high tide races all boats, as the as the saying goes, Taz. Um, but I think that would be tough. I mean, if you if I'm a Los Angeles <clears throat> Charger and I'm laying it on the line week in and week out, and you know I'm looking at a guy like Melvin Gordon, who certainly you know the the Chargers reportedly offered him a contract that would pay him ten million dollars a year. Um, that's not what he wants. He wants something in the neighborhood of twelve to fourteen million dollars yeah. a year. Um, so it doesn't seem good enough. But if I'm laying on the line week in and week out, went through <clears> training <throat> camp, even put training camp aside, but regular season, and all of a sudden Melvin Gordon swooping in midway point of the year because he's not thinking about the team. He's thinking about this being counting as a league year so he can get one step closer to free agency. I mean, you know, I look at that as being kind of tough walking back into that room. Well, yeah, and you're right. And the thing is, we saw that a little bit where it didn't happen with Le'Veon Bell where his team, especially the offensive line, they started getting ticked off. Yeah. You know, they were out there grinding, competing and playing – that he wasn't there. And so then if he were, I know it didn't happen with Le'Veon Bell, but if he would have came back, you know, at late, 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 it'd be a tough locker room. <laughs> right? Am so, I, am I no, wrong you're not that? wrong. I could agree with you. I agree with you. I mean, they won't walk. I mean, I'm sure there would be some guys that would be there with with open arms and say, welcome back. Yeah, to your face. I, yeah, right. But <laughs> I, exactly. And, and, and I'm sure then there would be other guys that would be quite bothered. It would bother yeah. me. It, it would, especially if I have a contract. Right. And and just thinking about selfishly, I'm trying to win a Super Bowl. I want, the Chargers got an opportunity to be one of the teams in the AFC, and then this this kind of scenario plays out. Yeah, and you know, um, it, I, I think what happens is look, if you're missing camp, like so, you just missed a preseason in camp, like Zeke Elliott. Okay, that's one thing. Guys are sweating and they're grinding, they're busting their tails, trying to make the team or keep their starting spot. That's one thing. Once the season starts, it's different. That that's when it really matters for these guys. So then, if you're coming back late to the dance, like right now for Zeke Elliott, I think his teammates will accept that a much sure. better. I'd agree with that. You know what I mean? Than than a guy coming in week seven or week six of the season. You know, after holding out or whatever. You know, so that's tough to swallow. And and so I agree with your point. And I think it's also important to mention. Uh, recently, very recently, Melvin Gordon started following on Instagram the Raiders, the Eagles, the Falcons, and the 49ers. Um, so it just started following. So that's interesting. So, you know, we live in a social media world, as you know, so it's like that's how these guys send. He's probably verified on there. So when he follows a team like that, they get a notification. You know what I mean? So so it's kind of like a, players now can send messages to teams because of social media without even using your agent. Yeah, you know, it, you're right about you that. Know what, what, I mean? what a yeah. time we live in. Tess, it's crazy, think right? Think about when that. You're able to, when Just you click able, a button and you, you, and, make, and you're you right notify that. them. Yeah. Hey, I'm interested. Hey, right, exactly right. But, 
Uh, Gordon, if he misses uh, game one, and right now it's pointing to the fact that he will not be there week one for the Los Angeles Chargers, Taz, uh, $330,000 that he's going to be given up uh, in terms of uh, salary and a game check, uh, just slightly less uh, than the what was it eight hundred and forty thousand? I think a game mm. that uh, oh, that Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell, Bell right, gave right, up right. a year ago with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think it was around eight forty. Three hundred thirty thousand though for Melvin Gordon. Not, no, a, bad, not, not, not no, a bad day's work. No, no, maybe this Austin Eckler deal. Yeah. My Charger running back on my fantasy team to Pete Gas might be a better deal. Right, Eckler's going to be the man, man oh, now. Yeah, sure. Pete Gas, pay, pay attention, son. What NFL coach done talking about audibles next? Taz Moose, CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 